off or golden. All right, guys, come on in. Press that share button for me, please. We have a loaded college football show. As you see, Neil Seekin next to me is wearing the beanie for a fashion statement. We'll get it back. We'll get into that right now. My name is Bobby Levine. Alongside me is Neil Sika. Just finished up his 12th season with the Columbus Crew. Last time you were on, it was this actually October. Yeah, more importantly, this is my second time on this, this podcast. podcast. There we go. And last time you were on it, we were up in airs about the Columbus Crew and about a year ago. If they were going to stay or not, mm -hmm. they're going to stay. They are heading in that direction. Okay, so now... Tenth of a meter left. Tenth of a now meter left. Now they're going to hit the tape. Well, yeah, it looks really good, which is great, I think, for the They city. just were eliminated from the playoffs earlier in November. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, unfortunately. They can get only so far. Can't get that ring. It's been a minute. Yeah, been a minute, man. 15 was disappointing, yep. and they were a goal short last year. and They still put together a pretty good team, I think, despite the circumstances this year. They had trouble scoring on the road, so they kind of returned to who they were at the end of the season. And now you got a head coach that's probably going to go off in the next few days with the national team. Yep. you got a goalkeeper who's going to end up at Manchester City. So they built a lot of good things here in five years under, under Greg Berhalter's leadership. And you know, hopefully with the new owners, that'll continue. Neil is from Cleveland, so as they say in Cleveland, there's always next year. <laughs> hey, the Browns are playing inspired the football. The Browns are playing inspired football, but on the far side of the table... Joshua Perry, folks, if you don't recognize him because he had a football helmet on his entire career, <laughs> he, should, he should have been your first introduction. I'm going down the line. All right. There we go. We gave the Save big guy the, the end. <laughs> Save the best for last. Joshua <laughs> Perry, right. folks, played on the 2014 National Championship team. We have a flag hanging up right above the couch back here that is that National Championship team. He has a very nice fat ring. His mother wears four gold pants four. because he never lost that team up north. He was drafted in the fourth round of the 2016 NFL Draft. Played for the San Diego Chargers, now the Los Angeles Chargers. San Diego always. All the way. Seattle Seahawks and the Indianapolis Colts. Before retiring this past July. 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 He's been on a tear since then. Created his own company. He is in real estate now, and not only that, he is a part of High School Blitz and 97 won the fan. It's like three-fourths or three-sixths of the show, I guess. Yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> on and off the air. And you even have Hannah on the Ohio State game right now. Brett's out there. there. Brett's there. there. The go. whole show's there. Kelly's yeah, probably working an overnight shift. There we go. <laughs> overnight shift is exactly right. Love it. Well, Josh, Joshua, sorry, I gotta call him Joshua. We gotta be professional now. He goes JP. 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 We call him JP. JP is very casual. This is his first time on the That's podcast. an easy habit to get into, like when I'm even addressing I love you it, on the air. I, no, JP. but I would call you Josh at times, and I'd be like, nobody likes to be called Joshua. And then I'm like, JP's. JP's easy. fantastic. Right. Yeah, it's yes, great. JP. I love it. I love it. This is your first time on the podcast. It is. Welcome to it. Appreciate it. You were the second Buckeye to ever be on this podcast because we had Jerome Baker beat you last year. I know. He's doing big things in Miami. He is. Buckeye linebackers out Holy there represent. Holy smokes. They are nonstop. And then even behind the... The wall up here. You sent that to James. Yeah, I know. You got James up on the wall too. It's just you know, like all my buddies career. been around here. All right, so let's go dive into college football. Fo oh, actually, no. Let's talk about the beanie. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, it's, it's twenty-five degrees out. <laughs> do the women love it? It goes well with the beard. The beard plays. Now, folks, you understand. Neil works out at Planet Fitness with me. I'll drop them in there. I guess you could say that. Yeah. You wear the beanie there too. I do. Yes. Yeah. Get a sweat going. Are you a beanie guy? No. I well, I cut my hair actually for the sole purpose of being able to put on a knit cap. Because, you know, with Ooh. the with the afro, I don't know if some of you folks understand, but it doesn't necessarily work with a knit cap. How did having a football helmet affect that? There's there no It just squished it all it's in. It's so rigid that it doesn't matter what your hairstyle is. It's going to find a way on there. Because you see guys in the NFL or even college or high school, they have the dreads hanging out. Yeah, that was me once upon a time. Actually, twice upon a time. Two. You said you had it for a long time. Yeah, so I had, from kindergarten to seventh grade, I didn't cut my hair once. I had cornrows. They were long as hell. And then, so I went to Olentangy, and for people out there who know what Olentangy's like, Bruce. it's doesn't look like me. And we had this kid named Will Wallace who came from D.C., and he was another black kid who played running back who had 
cornrows. And every time I'd make a big play, they would be like, oh, good job, Will. And I was getting sick and tired of this dude getting all my love. So I cut my hair. Oh, my goodness. And then when I got to high school, I grew it back out from freshman year in high school to, like... I remember that. Uh, basically, the end of my freshman year in college, I had long dreadlocks. So my hair was hanging off the helmet two times in my athletic career. Now, being in a tackle, a scrum, did anyone ever pull your hair? No. Never got caught? No. Good for you. I yeah. feel like that get tugged at. I, I feel like it's people aren't even... It's... A lack Why of don't you put on a helmet and find no, out? No, I don't want to. There we go. You got some flow I, going. I was in high school. I, I played <laughs> high school football my senior year. There's a picture back there. I was a kicker. I was yeah. <laughs> the Once upon a time, yeah. the lonesome kicker at Centennial, Centennial High School. Sheesh. We went seven three this year. Dante Gooseby, our coach, was watching. Shout out to you. Best school, pro, best record in school history. Have they ever made the playoffs? Never, ever, ever, ever. Next year though, it's always next year. That's right. Hashtag State Browns. championships this weekend. That is true. Now. Talking about next year, Michigan still is waiting for that next year to beat Ohio State. Yes. Hashtag April. revenge tour. Revenge tour. I just got a shirt that says, fuck the revenge tour. Are we allowed to say that? Yeah, you can say that. We'll say that. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Drop it if you want to. So I, I was on, uh, we're watching highlights on Saturday, me and my girl. And she looks at me and she she's just typing it on her phone. I'm like, what are you looking at? She typed in Wolverine, and she pulled up the picture, and she's like, is this what a Wolverine really looks like? And I was like, yeah, so I did my research, and we came to the conclusion that a Wolverine is nothing but a glorified weasel. It is. So they're the Michigan weasels. People call us nuts and stuff. And sure. I'm like, yeah, we're poisoned. I'd rather be a <laughs> nut than a weasel. Yeah, we're crazy. Absolutely. My buddy at this restaurant, although you can't zoom in, had written, I set my DVR to record The Biggest Loser. And it keeps taking Michigan football games. Uh, that's a good that. one. That's a good one. That was nicely done. Um, we were all together, right? The night before the game. The night before the game, we went to Arch City Tavern. We were celebrating our last last high school studio blitz. show. Yeah, man. And uh, I think we were all talking about whether they would one keep the game close yeah. and two win. I don't think anybody. I told you, I wasn't surprised that they won. But how no. they did it, how yeah. they did it, was that is the talk of the we, nation. I mean, that's, that's what talk it. of the nation. Everyone, yeah, talk around, talk around the sports world is there's going to be a shootout. We either going to win by one or two points on a last second gutsy play, or we were going to get blown out. Yeah. That was just the fact of it. If you're Harbaugh going to bed on Friday night, how we were sitting there at, at our city eating calamari, pizza, and all that stuff, he's going to bed thinking this is the first year in life. My yeah, muscles. The first year in my time at Michigan, <laughs> where I have the worst Ohio State team on paper, or even looked at on tape as I, well. I don't know if I'd say the worst because you could. At, while he's coached there, yeah. I uh, I guess I would say most vulnerable. Well, was, that's fine. That, that's a, that's a, that's a good yeah. way to put it. Most most vulnerable team. Undisciplined. Undisciplined. Yeah. The revenge tour is one check away from completing every single team. They oh, are in the final four tour. at that point. They need to beat us and Northwestern because Northwestern had a locked up last week as well. Right. You're going to bed confident. Sure. Your offense is clicking. You go to bed, oh, we got this game wrapped up. And you lay a goose egg. I mean, for a mindset as a coach like that, would you – is he on the hot seat or do you think he's on his way out? you think he's staying? No, I mean, there's, there's no chance. I don't think he's on the hot seat. I think he's there. I think the issue was – um, my pregame score prediction, I had 38 to the good guys, 35 to the bad guys. And so they were, Michigan was about spot on oh, to I what I thought they could do offensively. I did not think that their defense would break down and flounder the way it did. Just lack of team They were the number one Bro, defense in college bad, football, though. folks. It was bad. They got dismantled, and it was, like, stubborn because yep. they kept putting their dudes in bad situations, like 28 God bless him. I, I felt bad for the kid. Because then you got to look at his coach and be like, dude, why the hell? Why? Do you keep putting this dude in man-to-man knowing they're going to target him? Yeah. Oh, God. Mm. But, I mean, it was it was an utter dismantling, I think. Oh, they were so bad. I think there there's so many layers to it. You got all the bravado coming in. Chase Winovich, loud as hell. Oh, he was really great. Guaranteeing yeah. victories. He got baited. Well, he got baited. It, I'll give him that. that. Um... Chase Winovich was on Twitter bitching, though, about Ohio State fans. He said we were rough. You were welcome rough all to, year. Welcome to the rivalry, bud. What do you expect? This is what we game for the entire year. If Michigan went 0-11, went to that game and beat us, that makes their year. They finish on a winning note. 
They'd have had hats and shirts made too. Yes, a hundred percent. Like, what do you expect? One time hats like that. Yeah, they have beanies. Probably say <laughs> one in eleven. The one winning against twelve. There were still empty seats though. That's what disappoints me. Like I didn't the, know that. Yeah, in the upper and C deck, in the, in the north side? end of the stadium. No, on the where Ohio State side. And they've been empty all season long. But there were empty seats for Auburn, Alabama. It's disappointing, though, with all that was riding on that game. It yeah. was a huge game. That was a nice day. It turned out to be a nice it, day. It was a nice day, yeah. The rain came through the end. but I mean, just look at Tennis is down. It's disappointing. If, if you look at Michigan, and now they're going to charge more for tickets. Well, of course. It's a joke. Are you a big-time Ohio State fan now you're going to the games? You don't even go to the games. I don't even go to the yeah, games. Yeah, I thought so. I'm speaking on behalf of the people. You know, the people. I'm still going to buy my tickets, folks. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still buying my tickets. If I have the opportunity to go, I'm going to go. You're going this Saturday. Yes, I am. You're going to be a nice little box. I am. In Indianapolis. You played there. Sure. You are? Oh, you're not going on to the show. No. No. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm Leaving gonna me to, high and dry. I'm going to try to weasel my way into a post-game uh, hit little deal there from Lucas Oil. They played should. there as a Buckeye. Played there as a professional. You played there twice. Yes. Michigan State. Mm. Mm. And then Wisconsin. Yes. Yes. Now, if you look at that Wisconsin game and that Michigan game this past week, they're almost identical. We just played on all sides of the ball, almost a perfect game. Now, you guys shut shut out Wisconsin. That was yeah, the greatest defensive Heisman game. Trophy candidate. Right yes. Back too. Yes. And that. Oh wow. That he was, was very good. And he's running like crazy in L.A. Yeah. Your old, his old teammate. Yes. Yes. Melvin Gordon. Very good. Remember when Bosa threw him back? Yes. And he fumbled, and they picked it up for the touch. Oh, what was it, 59-3? 59-0. Zero. We shut him out. Man. Yeah, I mean, let, I mean, I, I feel like this is the time to talk about it. Yeah. People have been drawing the parallel between this team and 2014. 2014 yeah. And 2014, I think, was a lot of destiny. And this is probably an unpopular take. I think this team feels a little bit more like 2013 to me. Um I want to pull up kind of some of the scores from 2013. Ahead, yeah. But it was a rough year. I feel like our offense carried us. We had Braxton Miller back there for most of the year until he went out in With that shoulder. bowl game. Yeah, he um, got thrown down by a Clemson guy. Yeah. But um, the, the defense was maligned. People were saying Everett Withers should have been gone. He disappeared after that. Yeah. Same thing. People are kind of hitting out with Shiano a little bit. Um and so I feel like that's kind of the feel I get where this team is, they've played really well at times where you look at the Michigan win and you're like, man, this team is very good. And then at other times when you look at 29-point loss Purdue, you look at the way they played against Indiana, Minnesota, you look at the way they played against Maryland. Yeah. Like that's where you start to get headaches. You're well, like, that what, was the first thing. That's why team? they're in the position they're in with the playoff rankings. It's a bad deal. And we, uh, you can have one or the other. You can lose big to Purdue, but you better be convincing in here, here the, the Minnesota, right here. Indiana, if you Maryland that. games, and they've. Yeah, I'm gonna be over It's here not here. either, either or. It's been both. I'll move this over for you. All right. So what do we have? This is 2013. 2013, 40-20 win over Buffalo, which shouldn't have even been that close. It's still a 20 Cleo point. Mac. Cleo Mack. Cleo Yeah, I mean, in which that's one guy though. He had to pick six. That's six of the points. But that's one guy. Okay. All right. So California that year was not very good. That was a, a 52 to 34, and I get it. The wide open offense, they could put up points. Right, Guyton leading the way there. Guyton leading the way put fifty two points up, but right. our defense couldn't get a stop. No, you're right. Wisconsin was, was a good on that team. Defense? Weren't you suited up? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I thought so. I know. I, I can sit here and be critical. Yep. Wisconsin was a good team, but still, I mean, thirty one twenty four. Okay, Northwestern snooze fest. Daggone forty to thirty. Northwestern, that was the, that was. They had their grass high. They did. They always have it high though. They never cut it. I know, but I'm I'm saying like you should be able to sleepwalk through that game and. and that do a was one of the biggest biggest busts of a game like as a better wise ever. I think it was like a six and a half seven point game, and Ohio State was up by three until the last play where they did the reverse yeah. pass. Ohio State picked it up in the end zone, yes. and the time ran out, and they kicked an extra point. They won by ten. Armani Reeves dove and missed. That was <laughs> yeah. my old roommate. Um, oh, Iowa put up 24. Iowa should they can't score 24 points on anybody. Well, they put up 50 against us last year. <laughs> maybe, <it's> just, <laughs> maybe they can score. Illinois 60 to 35. I mean, what are we talking about here? And then you get to the Michigan victory. 
Michigan that one came down to the line. It's always a tough game, but it, I mean, there were just so many Stopping times. a two point conversion. Yeah. So many times that year where it's like, boy, if we didn't have Braxton, we didn't have Kenny Guyton. What is this team? And so then my question again this year, if you don't have Dwayne Haskins back there being the guy that he is, you're in trouble. I think Dwayne, I mean, Dwayne Haskins, you said he's the offensive player of the year. Was he the Big Ten player of the year as 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 a whole? He was named that today? Yeah. Big Ten offensive player of the year, quarterback of the year. He deserves it, though. Yeah, 100%. Yes. And, and if he wants to leave, he's going to be a high draft pick. He should be. You should, I mean, if you were him, would you leave? Yeah. Done? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've never been. Same thing with Cardale. We should have left the year that we won the championship. I agree, but I, I love Cardale. Over there. He, that's the only the only quarterback you'll probably ever see in history go undefeated. Great mythical runs. As, yeah, that, he's just showed up and disappeared. But he, to start and finish his career undefeated as a starting quarterback in Ohio State and get benched. Sure. Crazy. Urban has his favorites. He has a, a type that he likes specifically at the quarterback position. I, yes. I, I mean, who, how can you blame a guy? There's so many variables in football, and the one thing you can keep constant is the guy gets the snap, and then he gets to keep the ball all the time. Or a guy gets the snap, and you determine who he's throwing it to. Like that's the one thing you can determine. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going Indy this week again. If you're joining us, the JB Podcast, Neil Sika, Joshua Perry. Columbus, born and raised. Strongsville, born and raised. Actually, been down here. Wasn't no, born you were born here. You were raised. Where were you born? Nashville. Nashville. He was but raised, raised in Columbus. I rep Columbus my hometown. I've lived here for twenty years. Twenty years. You, you te- it's claiming as your second home. You're the voice of the Columbus crew. That is half it. my life here. Half my life. Strongsville, fighting Sikas. <laughs> we are talking about Ohio State football going to the Big Ten championship game this weekend. If you haven't seen the college football playoff rankings, they go as followed: Alabama, Clemson, number two. Notre Dame, we'll talk about that a little later, number three. Georgia at four. It's If they win, they're in. Alabama, in my opinion, will still stay in their SEC bias with Agreed. this college football committee. In my opinion, I don't see Georgia. Is it really SEC bias, though? I'll ask you a question, and I mean this because I think SEC bias is real. But in this case, you're a team where... The slimmest margin that you've won by is is twenty. That's like the bare minimum. Is that bias or is that a really good team? I mean, yes. Yeah, so nobody no, else is doing look at that. their non-conference schedule. But nobody, it doesn't matter. Nobody else is doing that. Yeah, I mean, but if, if that's that's, I mean, I mean, what? <laughs> nobody else did it. They if they lose to Alabama though, it's the only team in my opinion that's worthy of, in the SEC. If Georgia loses a close game, are you putting them in? Yeah, that's what Kirk Herbstreit said. He said if Georgia loses and has two losses, they should still stay in over that's Oklahoma. That's SEC bias. That's, that's SEC that bias. I, I feel like. Two losses, you're done. You can't have them in. Well, his argument, though, is can you look and, and they lose a very close one, you could probably determine that they're one of the four best teams. Because everybody. The would put the everybody, entire city of Columbus in a heap of fire. Sure, but yeah. understand that. Or Oklahoma. And, and Oklahoma. Everybody is supposed to lose to Alabama. So I don't think you should get it's like on a test, like you shouldn't get marked off yeah. for losing to Alabama. That's that's supposed to happen. And if you lose by three, you can still say that they're a great team. Now the one thing I would hate to see is Alabama Georgia matchup and then you go right into the playoff Alabama Georgia well, matchup. No, if George, oh yeah, wait, if they lost. If, if, if they, they lost, lost and then you put them in there, you have to see that game again. That's, well, why that's what we saw it. with the LSU Alabama championship a couple years ago. We saw it the last year with Georgia Alabama rematch. Don't want it. Maybe there's going to be some havoc. Maybe Pitt's going to stun Clemson. If Pitt stuns Clemson, does Clemson fall out? They have to. Mm-hmm. Pitt is not. They are trash. Notre Dame's off on a bye. We'll talk about that again. But trash. We'll go. We'll go by the numbers. Alabama's favor. They beat Georgia. Georgia, in my opinion, would fall. Well, Notre out. Dame's in the clubhouse. They're done. They're done. Yeah, they're sitting there. Way done. Yeah, they they they're very happy. The late game on Saturday against USC, they cruise past that. If Alabama wins, I still think Georgia falls back. If they blow them out, Georgia has to fall out. Absolutely. Fourteen point, ten points or higher, they got to fall out. I would the last say, second field goal. That I would made, say seven points okay. or higher. They're falling out. They're underdogs. I think by fourteen. Yeah, I think it'll be close. If oh, Ohio, so. so say then we go, then we go to, then we go to the a Big Twelve game. That's your cookie. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got plenty of here. Say, Oklahoma wins forty nine forty eight over Texas. Sure. 
And Ohio State puts a route on Northwestern, 56-14. Does Ohio State, neck and neck with Oklahoma right now, jump them? Yeah. I'll let you handle yes. this. Okay. Yes. I, I, my thought and my only question is, does the committee say what's your best win or what's your worst loss? That's where it comes. Is Ohio State clearly has a better. But you're justifying win. a loss, though. It's it's a right. loss is a loss. No, it's not. I disagree with that. I think a loss by three to a ranked opponent is stronger than getting your ass blown the fuck out by uh, Purdue. Purdue. So, <laughs> like, we'll get that straight. Yeah, because that. when you're building, when you're building a playoff, you want to put people in that you think are going to compete. Yes. And they're not going to get blown yes. out. But then I go ahead. Well, that just goes back to the point I was making earlier, like the consistency and the blowout. Yes. Like if they were at least marginally comfortable in the games against Minnesota and Indiana and Nebraska, and then got blown out by happenstance against Purdue, then you could let that slide. But then you can go back. Now you have both factors playing into this perception of Ohio State again. You go back, and it goes back to what you were saying. When we were talking about this earlier in 2014 about how, you know, you lost the first game to Virginia Tech and right. then no one really thought much of this team coming along the rest of the Ran way. Like 17 and or 18 in the first Kind of play maybe with the edge that they had in the Michigan game when everyone was disrespecting them. Can they right. find that again right. against the Northwestern team who's going to sit in his own D and has played Ohio State tough the last two years? Right. We're going to find out. They've got to find another motivational tactic mm. to... To take them to another level where they can win like they should. Again, but then you look back at the 2014 team and the way we finished the year with the blowout of Wisconsin, the committee couldn't leave us out, and we blew out Michigan with the number one defense. And if we blow out Northwestern, you can't leave us out. We finished the year strong. Whether you have a loss or loss, that was in October. I think you're supposed to blow Northwestern out, though. Like, hear me out. I think think that if you're playing Wisconsin – you're playing even Nebraska that has like a stronger name than Northwestern, and you blow them out. Mm-hmm. It feels better than blowing out Northwestern because then people are going to say they're going to look at their record. What are they? Four loss mm-hmm. team playing yeah, in a conference four. championship. They didn't game. Won a single non-conference game. They lost to Michigan. Northwestern. This is what we're talking about, and you you get blown out by Ohio State. That's an expectation. So I don't think it's a shocking. I don't think it's convincing. Given the circumstances, it's convincing when you do it to Wisconsin. It's not convincing when you do it to Northwestern. To me. If we, so that's where the the body of work from the season comes into can play. Texas beat Oklahoma again? Year. Yes, they can. I think it's hard to to beat a team like that twice in a season. And I, you, the they football, can do the, it. The funny thing is though, it's Herman helping out Ohio State after what's okay, gone cool, through this entire. Yeah, okay, cool, welcome. After this entire year <laughs> of Zach Smith, sure. dollar bills, y'all. Coming back at him, going to the strip clubs down in Florida, and now look where we're at. It's like Herman hates Ohio State, and then he has a possibility of helping us get into the Final Four. Cahoots over there on Henderson. Yes, he loves that place, yeah. probably. <laughs> across the street. But look, I still think, too, with this subjective committee or whatever their reasoning is behind it, if, if the factors play out where you see a blowout, like Ohio State does against Northwestern, it's a close Oklahoma win or even a Texas upset – well, by that point, yeah, Ohio State's going to jump. But then yeah. Ohio State even maybe gets over Georgia if it, they lose to Alabama. I just think Saban Meyer that pota- that possible matchup. It's is all too it's good. money. At the end of the day, it comes well, Ohio State's they're, the they're biggest. The Ohio show. State's the biggest ratings draw. Yes. They're building the nation. Yes, and when you have Alabama and Ohio State, look what it did on the on the scale when we played back when you were in college. Yeah. That thing was outrageous. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. I think there was more viewers on that than the National Championship yeah. game. I, I'm just. I feel like there's a lot of things. But that that, that being said, I'm fine if they are left out of the playoffs. Did you Did you guys see where if the BCS was still around, the top we, six teams would it's like be the same thing, the same as the what same, the committee same. ranked them? We would be point oh oh seven behind Oklahoma or something like literally. Isn't that interesting. Maybe yeah. that committee kept the formula. They're doing the BCS still. That'd be a behind joke. the scenes. That would be hilarious. Yeah. It, we don't know. We don't know that. We no, know. but what they, I think they said that uh, this is good water. UCF. <laughs> we got plenty UCF of water. UCF was ahead of Michigan in the BCS if it was still around. That would be the one difference maybe in, in some of the. Oh, thanks. Yeah, man, absolutely. We don't have a water sponsor, so you can't see who uh, who's going in that mud. No, it's there. the seat of the tea water. These make great stocking stuffers. <laughs> yeah, for, for your significant loved one, buy them. Uh, I think, or one of the presents for Hanukkah. 
there's eight eight nights there, man. Eight nights. You have, if you miss the baby. first one, it's not like your wife's. The smaller kill you. is that how it goes? The smaller gift? Um, no, if the Hanukkah's a, a American blown up holiday because Christmas is there, yeah. they want to have a the Jewish kids be a rival. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that's why I'm on this side of the table. You guys are on that side of the table. You know, <laughs> joyous Kwanzaa, folks. Now let's go to the teams that are in the playoff. Now we've ACC. Are they legit? Mm. Is the ACC as a conference? A conference that is a, a wrecking ball force like an SEC. No, but I think that their their top dog is a Basketball. true top dog. Yeah. You yeah. say that, but <clears> they, <throat> Pittsburgh, what is Pittsburgh? How many losses? Pittsburgh? All right, yeah. then let me throw this question Seven and here. five. That's the worst conference championship team out there right now. Northwestern, guys. I mean, what are so is, is the Big Ten a wrecking ball conference like the SEC? I think Michigan, no. Michigan State, Penn no. State, Ohio not, State not on Michigan one State. side would destroy Listen, Michigan's Michigan having a bad. Yeah, how good is the Big Ten? I don't think Michigan would destroy. last year. I don't think Michigan's out here destroying a lot of teams. I think we'll that they were overrated. The we'll find out during the bowl games. Until the the day we played them, I thought they were overrated. Does that devalue Notre Dame undefeated? I think Notre Dame's one. overrated too. Yes, we can we can both agree on that. But they're going to get in because they're undefeated and they play the oh, they're toughest in. schedule. They're, in they're another rating strong. That's, they're the number one schedule. Oh, Notre Dame. Oh hell no. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But if you look at this, like they go on the road to USC, they play Trash. Pittsburgh, who was in Trash. the ACC championship game. Trash. They have, I mean, going Vanderbilt down the, trash. Notre Dame State trash. Michigan Northwestern trash. Ohio State better win now. Yeah, you can't decide. That. But I'm saying though, they played a bunch of trash teams. Look at this. The spread of the championship game is 27 and a half for Clemson. 27 and a half in an ACC championship game. I mean, Alabama's still favored by two touchdowns over the number four team. So, I mean, let's be completely honest. I, Imagine I feel they like were going a, against Pittsburgh. There's a lot of points, though. But there's a lot of disparity in college football this year. I think the top dogs are the top dogs, and then there's a class below, and then everybody else. But how many top dogs? There's six or seven? Two. 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 <laughs> Alabama, Clemson. You don't think we can Then there's a drop-off significantly, I believe, between Clemson and Notre Dame. On Ohio State's best. And then I think think number four through number ten, there's a significant drop-off. Really, number four through number seven. There's another drop-off, and then it's everybody else. Ohio State's best day they can compete. That's that's what you bank on in football, is you only need to do it one day. What about... Okay. Now, Georgia's best day, I think they can compete, but do they have their best day is always a question. Now, an asterisk around this team, if Mackenzie Milton was healthy... And they were still in the field like they are. They win this week. Would they be discussion for the Final Four? It, it, I think if... You think they deserve it? I think if you saw a chaos like uh, Alabama wins. Ohio State loses. Northwestern. Oh, yes. Pitt, uh, and Oklahoma loses. Who gets in Michigan? No, I would have said if, if Mackenzie Milton was healthy, they would have given this would have been the year. Now with them hurt. You know what I think is going on, though? You want to hear my conspiracy? They're 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 posturing for an eight. They won eight teams. You got UCF up there, the little guy. LSU was hanging around the top ten way too long. But they, I mean, they were were up there for way too long. Yep. You got you know Ohio State and Michigan, kind of being back to back there. That it it it, you question why Michigan didn't maybe drop one more lower. They we beat them by twenty three points and they're one spot behind us. And so this is my in my mind, they're just posturing to say well there's kind of a log jam there between four through nine you can even put 10 there yeah yes so yeah you know mm. anything money's money man yeah <laughs> at the end of the day they get, they get, yeah. yeah it's another round but you'd have to have i don't, I don't like opening happen. the door for like two or three maybe two lost teams getting into a, a playoff because if we are talking about we're looking at the but state. Georgia's from year to year. If we've got two elite teams and then the rest of the second tier. Georgia as a two-loss team, though, I think is a case to say that they can make some noise. Fair. Well, UCF, that's, that, I think that's what it, what's going on. Even if on. UCF lost, they have one loss. And then you have Michigan there with two. Sure. Oklahoma and Ohio State both win. They have one loss. Georgia would be two losses, but yeah. they didn't want a loss to be against Alabama. Like you exactly. said, it's justified. This year, it would literally work perfect. You want to know what my deal is, though? You want to know why I never want to see an 18 playoff? the first games at, a, at a, the home site of the higher seed? No, because won't sell out. because coaches' <laughs> contracts would balloon and payers would oh, still Oh, so you're saying $7 million is, is not enough? No, but the incentives, money? though, it's not even the base salaries. It's the amount of incentives. And these guys get an extra game or two to make more money through incentives. And you don't even have to be a conference champ to get into a playoff in an eight-team. And you could still recoup 
two or three games worth of money in incentives, and your players are out here, they're on break, they're not getting their scholarship stipends, no. and, and you're asking them to prepare for multiple games, and you're not going to give them more money. This is why I like or having, any money. This is why I like having Joshua on this one, because yeah. when we had Jerome, he was still a player. Shit. He's, he, he's done. He can talk all at once. Come on now. You're going to do it. You got to do it. There, there'd be plenty of money, because the TV contracts at that point, so you're saying pay would be players. ridiculous. Well, yeah, it's something. something. And I'm not even asking for you to... If if you have extra well, games, I would say fifty thousand. Oh, I'm not even asking for that much. These guys would play in extra games for twenty five hundred apiece per game. Twenty five hundred. Yeah, that, two thousand five hundred. They're not getting anything right now. They're not. So twenty five hundred. What you is guys? A million dollars. What you guys get in your in your Sugar Bowl and National Championship goodie bags? Anything? We got a backpack, and some sneakers, and headphones. It's typical. Because the OU players got like tablets. Oh no, we so this is a, it. All this, depends on the bowl. It is depending on the bowl. The worse the bowl game, the better the game. Yeah, is it? I swear, it's God. Yeah. I, I dreamed of being in the ACC, yeah. going to the Belk Bowl, so I could go on a shopping spree yeah. in the damn department. Yeah. God. Yeah, they had the Bahamas Bowl. They had. I mean, you have to stay in the Bahamas. I mean, that's not a bad trip at all. But you mad about that? My brother. That's what I'm saying. I'm I like, think yeah. they gave away like <laughs> he got like a PlayStation one year. Yeah. Your brother? Yeah. Where do you play it? Look up your info, son. I didn't know where your brother played. I didn't know that. Bro, Google it. He played for Trestle. Your brother did? Yeah. He was a walk-on. He played the last five years. I'm worried about... Google it! He's my friend. I'm not friends with his brother. Fun (laughs) fact. Fun fact about Scott Sika, who is now a scout for the Detroit Lions. He was the only player in the Trestle era that never missed a practice. And you can find the Tim Mason. Would you have missed a practice? Because Trussell Bowl. recruited you. Would you ever miss a practice? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but he played in 17 games. He did well. You got a free PlayStation. And he got a bunch of gifts and all the jerseys. I was you know, back pants. home Thanksgiving. They're all hanging up. All, yeah, he's got gold pants gold from pants. every year. Never lost to Michigan. Gold pants. You and I never lost to Michigan. Um, that's not, well, when I was in school. No, what? <laughs> No, they lost 99 and 2000 and won yeah. an 01 and you 02. Yes, yeah. But I was calling that game as a student up in Ann Arbor that started the whole reversal of fortune. I love it. Trussell comes in. You have a soft heart for Trussell. I do. Yeah. yeah. You got, I mean, let's go. I want to talk about that with Michigan, though. Like, even with the head coaching switching. Sure. Trussell is more beloved than Woody Hayes. I would tend to agree with that because there's been a generational shift. Absolutely. Do you think the Michigan fans are thinking of themselves like is eight, eight and four, nine and three the best we're gonna have the rest of our life? No. We lose the Michigan, we lose Ohio State every year. I was, that was like Earl Bruce here. I don't. Yeah. I think they're probably still holding out some level of optimism that they can try to recruit. But that's the magic of having the four and five stars versus the three and four stars. I mean, that's how they're supposed to perform, and there there can be that gap. There was a Michigan reporter. I gotta send you. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I, well, yeah, no, but there was a mission reporter that was that was on their post game talk show at the shoe after the game, and he was saying that even though Ohio State put up sixty two, should have been seventy. It should we would have went two. Yeah, go for, go for two. But by he, the way, that Tate Martell series was the worst. Oh my gosh, the worst offensive series in college football, college football all year long. And I believe Tate is a very special player, yeah. but you cannot take your offense out of sequence. Yeah. So we did that. At that now, I'm point, not blaming him. I'm blaming no, the it, no. Like Tate, your time is coming. I know you're you're sitting there waiting patiently. It'll be here soon enough, Urban. Please. I think it's. I think his time in that package is done. It has to be at they, this point. Unless we run, unless we run up the score Northwestern, he will put him in to place him. Sure. Sure. We get up like forty nine nothing. That's what they're hoping for. Yeah, yeah. Agree. they need that. Everybody play. Everybody, <laughs> everybody. You get to play. Yeah. You get to play. This is the game where my brother needs to play. Yeah, <laughs> that's like true. That. That's true. That's what you we were hoping for. You were hoping for blowouts. They're so putting Bobby in a kicker. Yeah, I'm getting. Oh, I don't know about that one. Remember that? There was that <laughs> the earliest he got in was like um, the second quarter against Marshall. That Thursday night game. That I was at that game. Yeah. I saw your brother yeah. play. Yeah. Yeah. I sat next to your favorite person in the entire world, Mr. Buckeye guy, during that game. No. That's what we're on. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Here we go. Here we no, go. I was just having this discussion with some friends on Sunday. Like, the super fans here. I get the picture of your video. But think of all the other blue blood powerhouse programs, like in college football, 
maybe growing up in the 90s, there were those guys who had the Tide detergent signs. But no other program, at least I don't see them on a regular basis. Oh, I was really ugly, dude. There it is. That's the Marshall game, man. I feel bad for you. Um, <laughs> no other program though has these fans, or at least that are isolated on camera. Every single game. Every game. Which it's is why, which is why people it, hate Ohio State. It's more. weird. Do they ever message you? I just I have a fundamental. I don't know if issue is the right word, but it's weird for me to watch grown men dress up in costumes every week. Well, someone gets under bruise every single week. They're students. Okay. I'm talking about grown men with families, hopefully, and careers, hopefully, yeah. that do this on a weekly basis, out of football season, much worse, let alone you during should, football season. Shut up to season. the uh, funeral. Yeah, well, that's already been debated. I yeah, it's, I it's rough. To say oh, and I appreciate the fan base, but at some point, man, it's... Yeah. It's a lot, though. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's more than a lot. But no, like... Alabama, Notre Dame, Michigan. Well, oh no, Alabama's got them. They're all white kids wearing their little polos and no, but that's moms. that's like a student body. Like I'm talking about like oh, you said single enough. individuals. <laughs> it's the truth, though. I I couldn't go Alabama to Alabama bangs. I couldn't go. I couldn't go to an I couldn't go to a college football game in 95 degree heat wearing a long sleeve like collar shirt. Yeah, but you'll look at the side dresses. 100. percent you can look at the sundress. No comment. <laughs> you, you never look at the crowd, do you, when you're on the sideline? All the time. I'm supposed to be a no. All the damn time. <laughs> it's like half of the allure of playing ball is like when the offense is out there and you're on defense, you're like, look up. Your coach me, is cussing just you. Just tell out. me when I go back in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then uh, last but not least, let's talk about the defenses in college football. Are they, are college they, basketball, you mean? There's more there's more points in this game that we just watched Saturday that will be in this Ohio State yeah, Syracuse sure, basketball yeah. game. It's ongoing right back. now. Yeah, sure. Is it gone? Is it done in the pros too? Yeah, it I think I'll I mean, I'll say this. My example is how you get into a seven overtime game is because you can't stop anybody. A seventy four, seventy two? Is because you cannot stop anybody. It's because the defense is gone. Oh my gosh. That's, that, that's, did you stay up and watch that? Yeah, well, I, I got time for that. I, yeah, I stayed up. Did you? We were watching. We were at a bar. I was at a bar with some friends. Um, we weren't on. You guys weren't. On. I had I had a hockey game that night, and I met some friends at a bar where they did not have the SEC network. But we were watching on some guy's phone, and he had been out tailgating all day. So they had like a charger going into that, and we're all crowded around the phone watching the end. I left by like the fifth overtime because I'm just like. I really don't care who wins this. It was but. it was long. It was like an hour and, a, and fifteen minutes. Well, this is where this is where it, it normally doesn't go this far, but I I do think they should reevaluate like the overtime. You rules. want a tie? No, I, but I would take a tie over watching seven overtimes. It was fun, man. I would take a tie. No one left. It was seventy-four, not, seventy-two. Why would you leave if you're at the game? I don't know. Maybe you're tired. It's midnight, one. Okay. People got stuff to do on Sunday. Well, that inflates the score. Maybe if you're gonna keep it that way, maybe you go for three. No, maybe it's like go from like twenty five yard line. You, go you, would, three. you would never say all right, three points for a touchdown or whatever. But if we're just talking about the cosmetic aspect of it, thanks. I couldn't coach O man. But there's so many there's so many elements to this, like the lack of the rule changes and defensively how people play, and of course, you know, Urban essentially started the whole spread tandem at Bowling Green and. That's kind of gone into the NFL, and now it used to be the other way around, where those guys weren't going to survive in the NFL, and now yeah. you've got all these schemes, you know, where Lamar Jackson is Balling having out. success mm. in Baltimore. Um, Marvin Lewis doesn't think it's going to last long. Where he couldn't, he couldn't hit the ocean from the beach, right? Like no. playing, or at least in the passing game, throwing no. in Louisville. So there's all these little elements that just it drives up, obviously, ratings. Just in, Power and offense, that's what makes people watch. That's it's not, it's not really there's a there's a missing element of football that I I definitely miss. That is probably go not watch the come back. Denver Broncos play defense. They play good defense. Seven towards the twenty four seventeen. That's a good football game. I'm a pro style guy. Like I I love the Ohio State teams of the nineties and the way they played. Man, me too. Fullback, I. Let me tell you something. Let me let me tell you something about 
So I'm I'm a defensive guy. I think there's a level of scoring that keeps fans engaged and the livelihood of football honestly is money. It's like anything else. So you have to do that. But I like to see defenses make plays. But I'm like you. I love a pro style attack. I love watching a fullback in the game. I like tight ends. I think it's unique now. I think it adds elements to the game. If I was a coach, I would implement a pro style offense, but I would recruit our guys that we have at Ohio State. Okay. Our receivers, those guys making plays. Rashad Berry's playing tight end for me. Yep. All those same guys, and then Dwayne Haskins, our running backs, and then I just find a fullback to put in the game. And I swear to God, we put, put up seventy points. Still. Put him on your center. We would put. We would still put up seventy points because. We'd be able to run powers, which people don't know how to defend. Nope. We could run counter eye, which people yep. don't know how to defend. ISO right up the middle, you're hitting somebody on the chin. They don't like that. And then you still got Paris Campbell, who can stretch a field. Terry McLaurin, who can stretch a field. Johnny Dixon, Ben Victor. KJ you've got, the middle. You've got Luke Farrell. You've got Rashad Berry at tight end. And then two running backs who are should be the best in America. In a pro-style offense, they couldn't stop it. It'd still be 70 points. Would you be the coach that goes for two every time? Duh! The Dallas... Dallas Carter high school football. They don't get a kick. They just go one for two every single time. In my deal too is fourth down in anything under two yards. Like if it's if well, it's if you're on the if, if you're on the fifth yard line going on your side, I'm going for it. I don't care. I'm I'm a go right. for it on fourth down kind of guy. I think it's I think it's Call ballsy. The best play you got. I think it, your players love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Straight ahead. You're I'm a player's coach at that point. Your and, player, and you tell you, I'm going to tell the 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 defense what I'm doing too. Because I'm putting a, a fullback back there, tailback, and I'm probably going to have two or three tight ends in the game and say, you guys stop me. I don't care. All right, final predictions on this weekend. Does Ohio State get the W, and do we get into the Final Four? I'm confident that that Oklahoma and Texas will be a close enough game that if we handle business, which I think we'll do. So we're going to see the Ohio State versus Michigan, not the Ohio State versus Maryland team. I believe so. And so that'll give us a chance. We just need to make sure that Alabama wins, which I'm sure they'll do, and we'll be in. I'll say they win by 14. 14. Yeah, I don't know if do that's, you think, you think that's good or bad. Northwestern slows the game enough. down. Yeah, I, I, I just you know Michigan played man a lot of the that game. I don't think Northwestern's gonna. They're, they're not, not stupid dumb enough, enough to, do, to that. do that after watching the film from. From this past yeah. week, and let me let me clarify too. When I say Ohio State handles business, I'm not saying that it's going to be you know right. the 59 to zero type game. I'm saying that they're going to win by 17 points, and they're going to look clean doing it. Okay. Like we cannot expect them to replicate what they did this yeah, past year. The crew was bullshit, but <laughs> it was. You know, they, was still a lot of at, you know, there were still a lot of penalties. In but you, game but the uh, the Big Ten will have the, their best crew out there, right? Wasn't that their best crew last week, or supposedly they ate team? What? Wait, what? I think they had to review some of that film oh on both sides. I could be wrong. That's what I thought I Bitterly had said a couple of times. I thought they had it Bitterly at, disappointed. At the Michigan Look, State they'll Rutgers win game. whether they get in or not. Who's to say? And I'm not going to be disappointed one well, way or Josh and I were talking about that before, uh, uh, before dinner. I'd love to see them play Alabama when they're playing at their peak. peak but yeah. You know, will they be able to show what they showed last week and, and look as good as they did? I'm confident this team, after last week, you gotta go to bed. Calm. Find another motivating factor, like you know, like you're the sixth seed. You should be motivated. I think Urban's really State good at, at getting their guys kind of in that mentality that you know you can either be the team that we think you are, or you can be something else, which is okay, and we'll just play for it next year. And guys get pissed off because now you got Paris Campbell and Terry McLaurin and Isaiah years, Prince, man. Dwayne Haskins, all those guys Johnny who aren't gonna be Dixon around next third. year. And they're like, oh, hell no. Y'all not just going to leave me behind and win a championship without me. Yeah, that's why Haskins should stay. That's why they're here. I say 56-14. Right. Would you $25 million or a national championship in risking injury? Oh, give me the money. Yeah, exactly. What are you talking about? He said yeah. he said that's why Dwayne Haskins should stay. stay. Oh, there's no reason. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm just staying. saying that there's for no that. Chance. He's not staying. All right, now before we go, you like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two bobbies. <laughs> what you got rid of the glasses? And that's what I got rid of the glasses. All right, I got rid. I got, rid, got, back I got now. Yeah. Well, I got rid of them because I could put my contacts in. When it broke my hand, I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. and I was like, forget that. What are you getting your significant other for the holiday season? Don't look at me. I don't have a significant. If you, you get your one. parents any gifts, come on. You get your brother. Oh, any gifts? I got. I got my mother. Me and my siblings got her an awesome gift. 
which she won't see this, but uh, we're going to send her to see Michael Bublé. They're going to be in Florida. Oh, his opening night of his world tour. So somehow she that gets guy Google and watches this podcast. Is that a world tour? What's her? Is this archive? Yeah. This is an archive, is it? Yeah, it's going to be on the. All right, whatever. She's not going to see iTunes page or the podcast. She page. can't even type an email. I love you, mom. Um, you have her email? I'll send it to her. No, so it's gonna be. She'll cool. never see it. <laughs> I don't want to play this. <laughs> and then my nieces and nephews. It's always fun to shop for them now. So. If you had, if you had, a but what phase of the relationship? You're like married. You're one you were year. married. Let's, let's married say two yeah, kids. yeah, engaged, married, married and two kids is different than just married, for sure. If you were Brad Hillbrand, because if you're married with two Brad kids, Brad Hillbrand with just newly newly married as a mom. No, ago. no kids though. No kids. You're buying your kids. Stuff, I think no, I, I'm a I'm a guy who likes to travel and get out. So it'd be like a, maybe a weekend getaway or something somewhere. It's a good gift. There you go. Uh, we had uh, one of our viewers, Josh. Which is more challenging, adjusting to the speed in the NFL, or going to a new team and having to learn a new system in a short time frame? Shout out to Marysville alum. I remember when we beat Tandy thirty six nothing. Oh hell. <laughs> um, I, I, I would say coming from Ohio State, there's not really a speed difference when you get to the league because all the fast guys, I and mean, we, we played with fast guys every day. Um, look at Darren Lee, look at Zeke Elliott, you know, look at some of what we did. Um, so I would say probably is being in different systems, trying to learn the playbook. And it's not even the playbook because football's football. Like everybody runs cover three, cover two, cover one. Everybody's blitzes look the same. Like, I watch every team, they've got the same blitzes. Literally watch the path, but they call it something different everywhere. Of course. So it's the terminology and the communication that gets dicey. Okay. What are you getting your girl? Um, my girl likes designer handbags. Mm. That's and, she, uh, you stock drop piling. Hmm? Stock you drop piling them? Yeah, stock piling. You get a whole bunch of them? <laughs> yeah, you're getting a whole bunch you of them. Take them to Easton? So here's the deal is um, me and my father are a lot, we're very similar. And so... Um, just based really? off of that, yeah. My my girlfriend and my mom have very similar temperaments, and they like very similar things. And my parents have been together for ages, but my mom has literally like twenty plus designer handbags, Holy and that's no. the type of level that my girl aspires to be on. So if we can get a designer handbag sponsor out this bitch, I will shout you out every day. Oh, I for can the rest make that happen easy. So Louis Fendi, Gucci, YSL, Chanel, any of y'all out here, go ahead and hook your boy up. What are you buying all the ladies, Bob? All, all of them. All of them. Well, my mom's down in Florida. I can use your black card for replenishment. Free tanning. Tanning. Uh, you want a tanning membership? Yeah, I have you right here. Uh, I don't know yet. We still have a couple of weeks away. Should I give a Hanukkah gift or a Christmas gift? Do you well, celebrate Christmas? No. No. So, okay. Well, then why are you asking? Is there, like, I know Christmas has become a very consumer-driven holiday. Yeah. Is Hanukkah no. evolved no. similarly, no. or no. y'all no. keep it's it? Just time, it Hanukkah's always this time of the home. year, so it's always just fits in with the holiday shopping. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So, like, Christmas is 25th. Hanukkah's yeah. always interchangeable. I think last year Hanukkah was on the same time as Christmas. My, my question is, though, like, would you, do you guys buy each other expensive gifts? Yeah, my, mm, Kind of. I guarantee my dad will probably give my mom a nice jewelry something. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. has to. Yeah, when you've been married for the same same woman for 20 plus, 20 plus, 25 plus years. You have to. There's no choice. So you got Do you see tonight. family on, like, Hanukkah no, or Jerry? It's not, guys, it's not that kind of holiday. Like, Thanksgiving. No, I know it's not. No, I know no. it's not. But I'm just asking. Some well, all right, well, get, run, it, run it down for us. Yeah, I'll run it down. That's right. It so, Shit. Hanukkah became glorified because... When you're a Jewish kid and everyone's getting presents during Christmas, you don't want to be left out. Don't you don't want to be left out? So, what Jewish people do on Christmas? I don't know if you guys know this. We go to Chinese stores, Chinese food. Excuse me, get like Chinese buffet or a Chinese restaurant. You get Chinese food. You go to a movie, and you relax. Is this what every single Jewish family should do? It is a. If you have a Jewish friend, text them what they do on Christmas. They will say, "Go get Chinese food and go watch a movie." All right. It's what they do. Interesting. We used to go down to Florida. It's a tradition in itself. It's a tradition itself. Exactly. They go down. So we, my sister and I would always go to the same Chinese restaurant in Florida because we went to St. Pete for Christmas. And 
the, we would go in there one time a year on Christmas Day. The girl working there memorized my sister's order before she would walk in. She's like, "Oh, you want the one or crab ragoon and the chicken lo mein?" And I'm like, "That is crazy." So she goes, "You guys are like the, one of the only customers that come in because no one else. Everyone else, you guys go to church, you guys have your meal, and you you have presents in the morning. Is that right?" I mean, that's what yeah. Typically, people do. Yeah, we'll go to mass on Christmas Eve. Yeah, so you mass on Christmas I, I, I Eve. I usually hit a Christmas Eve service. O- open presents during the morning and then have like a lunch or dinner. Is that what you guys do? And drink. Sure. And drink. Okay. Yeah. Eggnog. We split my family's, my mom's side of the family. We, after Christmas Eve mass, we'll go to either her brother or sister's. And then Christmas Day is with my dad's side. I'll get, I'll get you guys a little knickknack for Hanukkah one of the nights. So you want this mug? It's all I need. Yeah, you want the mug? <laughs> My shirt. There you go. Shirt. He's getting his shirt. You want to hear a little bit about Kwanzaa, though? Like, I was kind of joking a little bit earlier. But Do you celebrate Kwanzaa? Yeah, my family does. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know anything about Kwanzaa. So, Kwanzaa is seven days, um, starts on the 26th, ends on New Year's Day. And Always. Yes. Always. Do you celebrate days. Christmas and Kwanzaa? Oh, yeah. yeah. Kwanzaa has nothing to do with any type of religion. It's, I mean, it's a very pro-black celebration. Mm-hmm. And it started kind of as, this sounds bad, because it's not anti-religious, but it's the okay. antithesis of Christmas from a consumerism standpoint. Okay. And so it's about building up the community, unifying the community, more based off of homemade gifts rather than things you would buy at store and spend okay. quality mm-hmm. time. But it's seven days or seven principles, um, unity, self-determination, uh, cooperative economics, like all these kinds of things, faith, like purpose, all, and basically... Together with family? So we did it. You have we, it every night? Like, you you like yeah, candles, though, you, right? You like candles. That's the same thing as, like, juice, yeah. a menorah. Okay. Yeah, so a canara. Canara and yeah. menorah. Wow, yeah. that's... Is there special so, clothing? I, I mean, like, if you yeah. get into it that much, you would do, um, you know, you'd wear, like, a dashiki, and then you're supposed to have a mat traditionally, and then you would have ears of corn for every child in the family. And there's... Um, I'm trying to think of, like, there's... there If you're real traditional about it, we were very casual. Because we were there more so for the principles and the lessons and not necessarily like the pro-black, like all that. It was just a good way to teach values. Now with your family moving forward, will you celebrate Kwanzaa? Was that? Will you celebrate Kwanzaa? Absolutely. I'm I'm probably more pro-black than my parents. Did you have a lot of teammates that celebrated? No. No. Nobody celebrates it. Okay. Not Ohio State, not with the Chargers, not with Seahawks. It's a very militant Okay. holiday now it's evolved from teaching lessons to like people who are like man the government's out here that's why they want everybody to have alexa because they want to spy on you like those are the type of <laughs> you think that? You believe that? Yeah. i don't believe that. okay all right okay. well we, we delve deep tonight we delve into the beanie wearing planet fitness working out yeah. second time on the podcast josh is going his fro out always good to come back yeah second time i appreciate it thank you very much you got it bob Happy holidays. Yeah, man. Thank you. Happy holidays, everyone. Hope I, everyone enjoyed their turkey last week. Uh, we've got one week left to college football. Merry before the Christmas, you filthy ass. There it is. And everyone out there, be safe. Tell everyone you love each other. Bye.